0: Hello, and welcome to Sister Sharpens Sister. We are three sisters who get together every week and talk about first one thing and then another. We like to hold each other accountable to our health and fitness goals, but you never know where these conversations may go. My name is Karen. My co-hosts today are Delina and Shalon, and Shalon was looking like she was about to sneeze.
1: (laughs) I was yawning.
0: Oh, sorry. (laughs)
1: Today, we are talking
0: about triggers, and I'm not talking about the kind that's on weaponry. I'm talking about the kinds that set us off mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. We can have spiritual triggers as well. So what sets you guys off? Let's talk about nutrition first.
2: What sets you guys off? Okay, well, and I may have misunderstood the assignment, but I'm just going to let you know what I got, and then we we can take off from there if you all okay with that. Yeah, go. Physically, if I'm tired... Or sleepy and they're, and they're not the same thing, but either one of those will make me want to be extremely lazy, and I want to eat more. So if I'm not getting enough sleep, I'm going to be wanting to eat more because my body, and I, I don't know if this is why or not, I've never researched it, but I'm thinking my body wants more energy to stay awake and keep moving, so I want to keep eating to give it that energy.
0: Don't That's what I've done. always associated it with.
1: The body so the daily- will produce more ghrelin hormone when it is tired and when you don't get enough sleep, which... That is a uh, hunger trigger
2: mm-hmm. for the body, okay,
1: well, I guess maybe it's a way to get more energy in there for the body then
2: mm-hmm. okay, well, it makes a lot love logic makes logical sense <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did um, a in real life y'all? No. <laughs> yeah.
2: for me, if I'm in pain, like with my knee and stuff, it actually does just the opposite to me, although I don't sleep well when I'm in pain, I don't want to eat anything, yeah. So that's what a physical trigger for me uh, to, to not eat is is if I'm experiencing pain. Noise distractions. If I'm trying to sleep, especially if I'm trying to go to sleep and I got these strange noises, <laughs> it will make me angry. Really? Yeah. Because I want to sleep. I like my sleep. I got to get my sleep. Don't wake me up unless you're dying. Okay. <laughs> 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 It, it makes it, it trigger it gives me a trigger to it makes me angry you and arnie are in that
0: same wavelength right there <laughs> <laughs> because since we've since we've had the dog sometimes <laughs> he'll jump down and sometimes he'll scratch or you know mm-hmm. and it will just aggravate the fire out of him <laughs> <laughs> what else you got
2: well that's that's all i'll put on under the the physical triggers on things for me that I experience physically will trigger certain emotions or make me want to eat more, or maybe not want to eat at all. That's the ones that I I put on my little sheet here. So, so that's all I got there. Now I do have a website that talks about the difference between tired and sleepy because some people use those interchangeably, but they're not the same thing. Yeah. You may send this website to you so you can post it Karen. Yes, please.
0: Okay. What about you Shalon?
1: Well, As far as nutrition, if I eat something that has a high salt content, I will want more. If I eat something that has a high sugar content, I will want more. That's just the food. But I mean, like Dee was saying, uh, me being tired is definitely a trigger for me to want to eat more. When I am sore from working out, I tend to want to Comfort myself with food. <laughs> mm,
0: yeah, that's a big one too. Being sore and wanting to eat. How have you gotten over that?
1: Well, basically, I just tried to eat things that are better for me. You know, my body—I've damaged my body pretty good. If I am feeling that sore, you know, my muscles are torn. Right? Yeah, you yeah. little muscle tears when you're building muscle, and and <laughs> if you feel the soreness the next day or the day after, you might pushed it a little too hard so your body does need nutrition to repair itself so I just make a better decision of okay I I want food I'm going to allow myself to eat but I'm going to make sure that I eat healthy
0: you don't go for the or you try to let me see how I want to phrase this you consciously make a decision to avoid the chips and go for something like like what
1: Okay, let me think here because usually when I'm like that, I'm wanting something sweet. So, what I will do is I will head for bananas, peanut butter, and honey.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: Or I'll eat dried fruits, something like that. Or if I happen to have some dark chocolate chips in my pantry, I'll grab a little handful of dark chocolate chips.
0: So, something that's actually going to contribute nutritionally and not just be empty calories.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: I mean, give my, give at least give my body something it can use, especially in times when it is tired and sore because it needs that nutrition anyway. Mm -hmm. I say
0: nutrition for me. One of the triggers is the holidays. Yes. And it starts in October with Halloween.
2: All that candy.
0: All that candy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I can avoid falling into the pit and having, oh, I'll, I'll only just have one of these little, tiny little little sneaker bites that's not even actually a bite (laughs) you know it's like half a bite (laughs) you notice how small halloween candy has gotten from the time that we were kids Mm. if i can just avoid that then i'm okay but if i can't well tell you what when it comes to stuff like that i am happy to dive in the deep end and just Mm. go whole hog oh Mm. well guess what (laughs) you've had i don't know Three of these little miniature Tootsie Rolls, which are my favorite. (laughs) Out of all the Halloween candy, what do I go for first? The Tootsie Rolls. Really? Yes. Don't Don't look at me like
1: I have five heads, because (laughs) I think it's strange that you like Tootsie Rolls first. (laughs) I mean, that's what I
0: go for first. I don't know why. My second choice would be Three Musketeers, but it's always chocolate. Always chocolate, first. Always chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Not the dum dum suckers. Not the dots. Not sweet tarts. Not sweet tarts. No, chocolate. Always chocolate. I've always been a chocolate girl. (gasps) I always preferred vanilla. Now the the are they tootsie rolls? Are they tootsie rolls? You get the big bag of of candy, and it's got the little are like tootsie rolls but it's orange or green no
1: those are like like taffy aren't they
0: i don't know what they are but those are good too but no the chocolate ones first
2: (laughs) yeah so i'm not much of a candy eater but i wasn't allowed to eat it as a child so it's not part of my food intake right but i'm not fond of anything that sticks to my teeth like taffy and tootsie rolls i've ate them before and it sticks to my teeth and yeah pulled off i don't like them so if i'm going to go after candy i'm going to i'm not going to go for those
0: let's see tootsie rolls don't stick to my teeth
2: well i may be thinking of the wrong thing because where i don't eat them enough uh, Milk i may buds not stick to your teeth <laughs> buds, okay those see i don't
1: yeah chocolate covered
2: caramel yeah yeah okay maybe that's what i'm thinking of
0: and i think part of that is psychological because i'm gonna the go chap- back to when when dd was was a the chocolate kid. you mean No, no, just, just diving in the deep end. Oh, it's psychological for me because when Didi was a kid and nothing against Didi, we've mentioned this before, but that's just the way kids are. Karen couldn't have anything sweet because Didi couldn't have anything sweet. So when did I get anything sweet was I had to sneak it. Mm -hmm. Mother would sit with me in front of that little warm morning gas heater that we had up there Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) in the holler. Mm hmm.
0: And we would, we would sneak a, like, oatmeal cake or whatever it was that dad had for, for his mm-hmm. lunch. You know, we would, we would sneak and have one. But, yeah, holidays, big time for me.
2: Yeah, I want to cook all the yummy stuff for holidays. I know. I would love to bake bread. So bake bread. I can't eat it.
1: You can make gluten-free bread.
0: Yeah, I've tried that. I've tried to make gluten-free bread. And you know what happens? It's as hard as this desk. It is so dense and thick. It's worse than fruitcake.
1: The brand of that gluten-free bread that I told you that I got that is in the freezer section.
0: Yeah, I don't remember the brand that you told me that.
1: I don't either. Let me tell you, I made breakfast for on Thursday with that. And I had that bread and I just gave him some apple butter to go with it. And he was like, man, this bread is so good. Really? Yes. So yeah. <laughs> I thought to myself, hmm, that's a compliment to that bread. And I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it, but I'll send it to Karen and she can link it in the show notes for y'all.
0: Yes, I will. <laughs> now the bread that I buy that's gluten-free comes from Aldi's. It's their brand.
1: Aldi's is good too. You know, it's interesting when I thought about triggers and nutrition, I didn't think about the holidays.
0: Yeah. Holidays big time for me.
1: No, I agree with that. It's it's a trigger for a lot of people, especially when you get to Thanksgiving,
0: because mm-hmm. it's
1: kind of like we give ourselves permission to just, like you say, dive in the deep end.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, go off the rails. You know, the holidays are always uh, tough because you got well, you got the turkey, and some people do the ham, and those aren't do...
1: necessarily the bad
2: things, though. It's well, everything no, else, like the candied yams. <laughs> Mashed potatoes and potato salad and macaroni salad, Mm -hmm. um, apple pie.
1: And you know, let's say too that it's not necessarily bad that you have a big meal on that one day, but it's whether or not you can keep yourself together to not keep having big meals.
2: Right. Yeah, that is true. It's, It's okay to indulge with your family on that one day. And then as long as you can get out of that deep end easily. Yeah.
0: It's hard for me to crawl out the deep end.
1: <laughs> Karen Karen puts waiters on and goes all the way down. I'll tell you what, man. I go in over my head. Yeah. That's you know what's interesting is I the girl that I work with, she has always been very active, ate very well and that's always just been natural to her. And you know, I've always been the on and off person with things as far as nutrition and working out. And she looked at me one day and she's like, man, I tell you, with you, it's all or nothing. Because mm. she was making a comment about me not eating well. And I kind of, it was like a smack in the face, but a good smack in the face. Right. And it made me realize that about myself.
2: You know, and I'm and doing a little bit of research for this. I uh, came across a few websites. Um, one of them um, has an article titled The Effect of Trigger Foods and how to avoid them and karen i'll share these with you so you can put them in the show notes <laughs> so um, i can read it <laughs> <laughs> well reading it might be good yeah um another one i found it's got the article called uh, seven ways to deal with trigger foods that can help you enjoy them again and how to identify your trigger foods or your food triggers excuse me yeah those i know nutritional triggers too is certain types of food will treat me like you got bacon, especially if it's crunchy bacon, I'm all over it. Yes. I mean, sausage is okay, but give me the bacon. Bacon's the bomb. So if there's bacon around, I'm eating it. If I'm cooking it, I have to cook two packages because I'm going to eat one all by myself. So. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, I'm I'm going to extremes. I don't eat a whole thing by myself. But um, yeah. Another thing for me too is whipped cream. Oh, wow. I don't care if it's the real whipped cream or the fake stuff. It doesn't matter. Okay. Are we talking ready whip or cool whip? For me, it doesn't matter. <laughs> because and I had somebody to ask me once, what do you eat it on? And my <laughs> response was a spoon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. And that, that was wasn't like,
0: what was in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like
2: <laughs> I was just, I'm saying, we are podcast podcasts. Podcast. We're not that kind of podcast. <laughs>
0: get
1: out of here that's why i don't
2: buy whipped cream i can understand that because i'll I'll get a spoon and i'll I'll just one one spoon won't won't be too bad it's it's fine just one spoon well two won't be so bad well three and then next thing i know i got the whole container whatever it is and i'm eating it so i'll tell you one time i was doing something
0: i don't i don't even remember what i was doing were i want to say five and four somewhere right in that age Mm mm-hmm and I, I was busy doing something. And mom comes out and says, can I have some? Can can we have some of this? And it was a tub of Cool Whip. Not the, not the regular size tub. It was the mm-hmm. granddaddy tub. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you can have it. They took that literal. Because by the time I got up and went to see what they were doing, that tub was gone. Oh, wow. But there's not a whole lot of sugar in that. No. So, I mean, it, it's not like, It was detrimental to them. It's not like they ate an entire package of sugar-free gummy bears. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's not that bad. Hmm. All right. What else do we have for triggers around the holidays? Well, social triggers. (laughs) There are some people that could set somebody off. Mm -hmm. There's something to be said for, uh, what is it? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> He's drinking eggnog out of the Moose Cup, <laughs> talking to Cousin Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cousin Eddie is Clark's trigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So social triggers. What about office parties?
2: Yeah, office parties. Um, for me, if I if I go to somebody's house, I might eat something I wouldn't normally eat because I don't want to be rude to them. Or I'll have a second serving because I don't want to be rude to them, you know. Events like parties,
1: ball games, parades, carnivals, things like that. Yeah. Do people really get offended by that stuff? I mean, if I, I have know. somebody over to my house and they don't eat something that I make, I am not offended. Right. Well, see, I'm not either, but I don't know. I don't know if they would be or not. I don't expect people to eat everything that I make. We are different, though. Yeah. But I'm just saying, as a culture in general, the American population, do people really get offended? Yes. Some people do. Really? Yes. Yes. Okay. I attend the I Methodist must not church. I go to a lot of parties uh, that, with, I don't know. <laughs> well, I
0: attend the Methodist church. Methodists are known for their potlucks, right? Mm-hmm. And when I was regularly attending the main church and not the service that we had in a gym, it, it seemed like every month, there was a lunch after church. I can't tell you how many older ladies, and I say older, like I'm like I'm a young <laughs> women older than me, that if you didn't have a little
1: bit of what they brought on your plate, they were upset. To me, that's kind of like I can't let someone else's trigger become mine. Yeah. Our family is different
0: though. You know, we 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 realize that as a family, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't understand that. I mean, get a life. You have a, I don't know
0: whether to call it a generation of people or a culture of people that don't realize that that might be detrimental to somebody, you know, trying to better their health. And so maybe it just comes down to educating them. Yeah. Education is
1: important. You know, I remember an instance on myself and we had a little lunch breakfast thing with our um, Bible study group that we had. And I was tempting him with a dessert when I knew he was trying to eat better <laughs> <laughs> and I went back and I apologized I'm like I am so sorry I did that to you I should not have done that and he's like oh I didn't even think twice about it probably did but he's just being super nice but I mean can we say this like if you know somebody's trying to wash what they're eating don't be a jerk like I was and tempt them <laughs> yeah yeah hashtag don't be a dick we're not that type of podcast. No, we're not that type of podcast. Even though we're talking
2: about whipped cream and stuff, we're not that of podcast. <laughs> movies, too. For me, movies. I love that movie, Popcorn. Oh, man. Yes.
1: Oh, you know, what's interesting is like Tim and I will watch, um we've been watching A Better Call Saul, and he always has popcorn. I had to. Go out and buy myself a salty, crunchy snack that was within my realm of my nutrition mm-hmm. so I could partake while we're <laughs> watching a show.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm like Dee Dee. When I go to the movie theater, I want popcorn
2: and a soda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some movie theaters <clears throat> even have good uh, nachos and hot cheese. Mm-hmm. So, as far as social things, that's one thing that gets me is movies. Yeah,
0: and there's an expectation there, right? Mm. Almost everybody you see that's going back after they've had their ticket punched (laughs) has something in their hand. And that, that goes for like the parties and stuff too. Or if you go to dinner with a friend and after dinner, maybe they're accustomed to having a glass of wine or a drink of some kind and you say, no thanks. The social expectations, while they are changing, the culture of that is changing, Mm-hmm. And it's becoming more accepti- acceptable to say, I don't eat things with gluten in them, or I don't eat potato chips and stuff like that anymore. Mm-hmm. That's becoming more
2: socially acceptable. The change is slow. Oh, it's it very, very slow. slow. It's, it's also more slow. acceptable now. I think we as a society are hopefully getting to where we accept people who are like recovering alcoholics. Yeah. Years and years ago, you would shun them. Oh, Yeah. But these days, you know, at least I hope more and more people are not doing that. So if you know they're a recovering alcoholic, you're not going to offer them any alcohol.
0: Right. Or Mm -hmm. you won't say, let's go to the bar. Right. Shoot some pool. You know, you go somewhere else.
1: Part of that is being open and honest with yourself and the people that you socialize with as well. Mm Yes. So Mm -hmm. that they know what your triggers and your limits are. For instance, and I'm not... I'm not upset about what had happened or anything like that by any means. But we had a ladies lunch, breakfast lunch thing with the local church here and the only thing that I could eat was fruit. There there was no no option that didn't have cheese or gluten in it.
0: It's when you stop eating stuff like
1: that that you realize
0: exactly It is everywhere. How much of it
1: that you were eating in the (laughs) beginning to begin with. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you have to be, it definitely takes a mental strength to be able to just sit there and eat fruit. I mean, it was hard for me to not be able to enjoy, like they had a, like an egg um, casserole type thing and a potato, like a hash brown casserole type thing. And then they had muffins and stuff like that. Trust me, I wanted the stuff, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know part. One of the hardest things to do is probably identify what your triggers are and then be willing to work on that.
0: And that's going to be different for everybody. Identifying yes. them. Yes. You may not realize that just having one of those little teeny tiny tootsie rolls might set you off for the next three months. Because I hadn't for the longest time until I started looking back on it, until I actually became more conscientious about what I was putting in my mouth. I Mm -hmm. could then look back and say, every October, I seem to plummet and I don't get back on track until January. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's the holidays. That's when I recognize that my big trigger for everything, physical, uh, mental, emotional, nutritional, it's all Surrounded the holidays. And it's just October through January. It's not like Valentine's Day or Easter or 4th of July. So, what are some ways that people could recognize their triggers?
1: Well, I mean, if you are watching what you eat nutritionally and you find yourself wanting something that is not on your plan, you need to ask yourself a question Why am I wanting this? What has happened in the last few days? the last hour to where I'm wanting cheesecake and I
2: think um journaling
1: mm-hmm. not
2: only a food journal of what you're eating but your emotions can help you zero in on uh, certain emotions you might have that would make you want to dive into that deep end mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah
0: I love journaling I don't do it, do it consistently but I do do it
2: right yeah well I'm the same way but um now the food journal is vital you need you need to do that i mean as a diabetic if you are a diabetic if you food journal you're going to be able to figure out what foods are causing your blood sugars to climb really high
1: mm-hmm. yeah and if
2: you also include like journaling about your life along with that you'll be able to find those emotional triggers as well right or social triggers even mm-hmm. because you go to a, a, a housewarming party or whatever and you keep your food journal for that and you write down what you ate at that that housewarming party. You know, it can help you zero in on, on those things. What are some ways,
0: especially during the holidays, that we can avoid those triggers without having to be a hermit? Mm. <laughs> My first tip is to, if you're going to go to a Christmas party, have a good meal before you go. Yes. Mm. Because if you're already full, you don't have room for all the cakes and yeah. the candies and the little special treats that are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're going to your family's dinner, take something that you can have for dessert.
1: Exactly. Like I've been told I need to bring a pumpkin pie. Well, guess what? That pumpkin pie is going to be a pumpkin pie that Shalon can eat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So I am, yeah, I'm going to make a gluten-free pumpkin pie. Awesome. Okay. And you can also
0: talk to somebody that you trust and to somebody that you're going to listen to and tell them. (laughs) remind me that I don't want seconds yeah if you see me going back for seconds remind me that I told yeah. you to tell me that I mm-hmm. didn't
2: want seconds yeah use your support system absolutely yeah even if they're not there you can tell them send me a text oh yeah you know I mean because if you're going somewhere and they they're not there for whatever reason they you can still be in communication with your support system
0: I've got dinner at six o'clock send me a text at seven that says no seconds. <laughs>
1: Yes, uh-huh. and only eat the dessert that you took. Yeah. I think the key is not to avoid, but to have a game plan of when you do come across it.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can also set up a reward system for yourself. And so long as your reward is not a food, mm-hmm. maybe you buy a new pair of shoes. Yeah, go get a pedicure. Buy a new
2: pair of leggings. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it's not that you completely avoid everything unless it is detrimental to you. Like it's going to hurt you physically. Like if you have diabetes and you should not be partaking in a ton of sugar. Yeah. If uh-huh. you're an alcoholic, you should probably stay away from the alcohol. Uh-huh. You know, like Karen was saying, all right, she likes Tootsie Rolls. So she let herself have a handful of Tootsie Rolls. But then she said, that was it. She Mm -hmm. had control over the situation. It's really, it's really the triggers that you don't have control over that you have to really be mindful of. I looked up what a definition of triggers is. And one thing, one website that came up was called verywellmind.com. And it says, what does it mean to be triggered? You know how you hear that nowadays? Everybody's triggered.
0: Yeah, trigger warning.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The term triggered refers to the experience of having an emotional reaction to a disturbing topic, such as violence or a mention of suicide in the media or a social setting. However, there is a difference between being triggered and being uncomfortable. So when we're talking about being triggered, it means that it's going to propel you into a situation that you're probably going to regret later. Mm-hmm. Basically like pulling a trigger.
2: Yes, it's exactly like it is. And that's why they call it a trigger, I'm sure. Yeah. And um, <laughs> find your safety and learn how to put it on. Put it on. on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anything else that we have on this topic? Not really. We didn't talk a whole lot about the emotional triggers. Like um, loneliness, for me, it makes me want to eat boredom is my worst the worst of the worst it's not necessarily really an emotion but if I'm bored this is what I'm wanting to do yeah really. hand to yeah.
0: mouth
1: <laughs> yes same um, that is something that is learned
0: though right I don't know if this is true for cats I know it's true for dogs but humans and dogs one way that we comfort ourselves from infancy is hand to mouth
1: well so yeah but when, it's, a, when
0: it's a comfort measure
1: But when we're bored, how we deal with that is something that is a habit that we've developed. It's not, you know, like when we're young and like, I'm trying to teach my children what's, you know, you're bored and you're wanting to eat versus. All right. When you say you're bored, let's go and do something else. Right. So train yourself differently
2: now, but things like loneliness That's definitely something you're going to want to be comforted for. So that's hand to mouth. Mm -hmm. So, but the the boredom, that's probably something that you can teach. Even if you're having to teach yourself.
0: Yeah. I don't get bored very often. Not as much as I used to. What I've found is that when I'm bored, if I can do something with my hands, Uh crochet or draw, Uh I play video games, get up and do something with your hands. Reminds me
1: of that thing, you know, idle hands are the devil's work.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, the devil's work was going into my mouth.
1: (laughs) An emotional trigger for me when I'm not feeling loved. Mm. Is that loneliness? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Like when I'm not feeling loved, when I don't feel like, um, I have expectations on my husband that he hasn't met. (laughs) and it makes me feel unloved and i do want to eat when those things happen
2: mm-hmm. i can see that anger makes me not want to eat anything no no yeah it's a, um,
0: it's a hot emotion and in, anytime yes. we're talking about being like warm think about when you're really really hot you've been outside in the sun mm-hmm. i don't want food then mm-hmm. yeah but anger is a hot emotion mm-hmm. so we're talking about um you know, loneliness and not feeling loved, making you want to eat. Well, what about when you, when you do feel loved and (laughs) I'm going to talk about me and Arnie because when we first got together, Arnie and I, he was like a beanpole. We started dating and we got married and he gained some weight (laughs) and it wasn't that he was doing anything any differently, still doing the same job still doing it the same hours, you know, what, what, what's the difference there? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the opposite of, of lonely and the opposite of not
1: feeling loved. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, the comfort. That's also men. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I mean, I just, we're wired different, right? Maybe the opposite is true for a man. Yeah,
0: maybe. Hadn't thought about that.
1: And then didn't start gaining weight until he got over his forty, So that was completely genetic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: That metabolism getting you.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's just, that's how he's made. If he, if he wouldn't work at one point, if he wasn't working out, he would lose weight. He's one of those people. Oh, wow. And it took him years of not working out. And then him getting over 40 to where he finally started to get a little pooch. And I mean little. (laughs) (laughs) he complains about it like it's some big thing and he actually asked me if he had man boobs the other day and i'm like seriously
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's funny
0: you know one of the best things for dealing with emotions that we don't want to talk about or that we don't want to express is to move your body yes I think that's why when I get angry, I get up and clean that it helps me feel better. I'm cleaning, but you Movement. know, this is like Swedish death cleaning.
1: <laughs> you get really nitpicky about it, right? Yes. 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 Everything has to be absolutely perfect. I mean, this is the type of cleaning where you are pulling the, you know, TV stand away from the TV so you can get underneath it and
0: that kind of cleaning.
1: Isn't that funny? I wonder if mother does that. I don't know. Where did we get that?
0: I have no idea. (laughs) But yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I
1: will be on my hands and knees, my arms underneath, like Mm -hmm. dusting the underside of my bed.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Do we have any wise words, triggers? Oh my gosh.
2: Be observant. Yeah. Mine's going to be think about it before you do it.
1: Hmm. What about you, Shalon? Oh, gosh. Be graceful. Mm. in extending grace to yourself and to others because there are a lot of people who experience traumatic things. Yeah. And, you know, everybody that you meet has something going on.
0: That's true. Not everybody's an open book.
1: That's all we have for you today, folks. We certainly do appreciate you listening follow us on Instagram at sister sharpen and sister and join the conversation by sending us an email to sharp sister trio at gmail.com.
0: You can find everything sister sharp and sister exclusively on Spotify. Talk to you later. Bye.